if you have a story you would like to hear featured on this podcast, please go to AsTheRavenDreams.com and click the button to submit your story. Also, if the platform you're listening on has the option to rate this podcast, please consider doing so. And thank you. I followed this sub for years, and have had different instances happen, but this time I actually have physical proof of the glitch, and I wanted to share my story. So I want to give some context first. I'm a caregiver for a 100-year-old woman. I live with her part-time, and I manage her care. One day a few weeks ago, she told me to call 911 because she was having a lot of chest pains. She has a history of heart attacks. I called 911, and EMTs showed up within minutes. Now here comes the glitchy part. I let them in, and one man specifically comes to talk to me about her medical history, if she has any family, etc. He's asking me who I am in relation to her, and I'm explaining to him that I am her caregiver. While I'm having this interaction with him... I notice that his eyes are super intense. It's like we have this silent understanding that we're almost going through the motions, and like we are in some kind of matrix or something. It's really hard to explain. He had a specific type of mustache that really grabbed my attention as well. Think slight handlebar. Meanwhile, the other EMTs are taking my client's vitals and telling me that everything looks okay. That. They said she's basically being dramatic. Okay, so here's the meat of the story. The EMT that I'd been talking to asked to speak to my client daughter on the phone. I make the call and talk to the daughter. As I'm about to give the phone to the gentleman, I for some reason just get super nervous and I say, uh, Okay, um, here's Officer Smith. Not the real name. I was reading his name on his uniform as I spoke since I realized with all the commotion, I hadn't even gotten his name. The EMT then says, yes, Michael Smith. Soon after this, the EMTs leave and head home. I get my client tucked into bed safely, and I start finishing up my duties for the week. Her other caregiver was coming to relieve me for the weekend in a few hours. One of the duties that I do before I leave is to check the voicemail, and also look at the missed calls in case I missed something important. My client had been in the hospital a few days prior, so I had been spending a lot of time there, so I was paying close attention to the missed calls for the week. As I'm scrolling through the missed calls, I realized that the name Michael Smith is on the caller ID two days before this incident at 11 or so in the morning. I had such an out-of-body, eerie feeling. The only way I could make sense of it was that possibly he was calling the house line for fundraising reasons, but that also doesn't really make sense, because why would it be his name like it was his personal line? To note, his name is not really Michael Smith, obviously. I've changed the name from my privacy and his privacy, but the name was not super common. I just can't make sense of it. Lastly, I did get a picture of the caller ID because it was almost unbelievable when I saw it. I knew that I needed proof. Even though I had the picture on my phone, I went and tried to look at the missing calls again because I was still doubting what I saw. When I went back to the caller ID, that call was not there anymore. It's possible that I accidentally deleted it, but it just seems strange. I would appreciate any thoughts or theories, because I'm still a little freaked out. This happened in my apartment. I'm 30, male, and I live alone, and it happened yesterday, starting in the early afternoon during my work-from-home lunch. I'll be as brief as possible. I make my own spray air freshener, 
not unlike Febreze. And because I like my home to smell good and can make scents not typically found in stores like Walmart or Target, I have a modest variety of different fragrance oil scents, vanilla, cinnamon, bergamot, teak, etc., held in 20-ounce bottles that I use to switch things up when I get tired of any particular smell. The recipe for the air freshener spray is pretty simple. Take a dollar store spray bottle, add three parts cleaning alcohol, distilled water, or vodka to one part fragrance oil of your choice. Tap water will go rancid. Then shake and it's ready to spray. I decided to make a new batch of spray. Cinnamon. In my kitchen, I thoroughly cleaned out the spray bottle with soap and hot water in the sink and then walked to my closet to grab the cinnamon fragrance oil and alcohol. When I picked up the fragrance bottle, it was three-fourths empty. Not surprising, since I use this fragrance often and the amount remaining felt about right. No issues so far. I then walked about 20 feet back to the kitchen to continue making the batch. I decided to just kill the fragrance bottle since it was almost gone anyways. So, I poured the entire contents in the neck of the spray bottle. I shook the fragrance liquid to last drop since the fragrance oil is relatively expensive, $20 per bottle, and then threw the empty container into my trash bin. I added the alcohol into the spray bottle to complete the mixture, screwed the spray nozzle on, and I had a lovely new bottle of fragrance that I then sprayed around my home. And now, the glitch. Lounging in my living room about five hours later, I was thirsty and walked from my couch to the kitchen to get a glass of water, when I noticed a large plastic cup from my Nutribullet next to the sink that I did not remember leaving out. In the cup, I noticed about half an inch of viscous, oily, slightly golden yellowish liquid that did not look like anything I would drink or have in my fridge. I was immediately puzzled and instinctively smelled it to try to identify this strange liquid. To my shock and alarm, it was cinnamon fragrance oil. Coincidentally, the volume of oil was virtually identical to the amount that I had used for my mixture. Without thinking, I immediately dumped the liquid down the drain and began rinsing out the Nutribullet cup, only to realize the oil and scent had seeped so deep into the plastic and was coating the interior that I wouldn't be able to save the cup. I decided to just toss it into the trash to avoid the risk of ingesting fragrance oil. But all kinds of alarm bells are going off in my head at this point. I feel like I'm going insane. Not only did I not pour fragrance oil into a cup that I frequently drink from, something I would never do, but I distinctly remember the exact sequence I described above, starting with cleaning out the spray bottle in preparation for a new batch. And, I used up all of the cinnamon fragrance oil that I own in the batch that I made. The entire process took approximately three to four minutes at the most, and I did it all in one linear sequence. A while later, still thoroughly puzzled and questioning my sanity, I went back to the kitchen and pulled the Nutribullet cup to inspect it again. The unmistakable smell of cinnamon fragrance oil was is still there. Inexplicably, there had indeed been fragrance oil in my drinking cup. I know that this is a relatively mundane glitch for this sub, but I have no idea how fragrance oil, that I no longer had because I had just used the last of it, could have possibly materialized in a drinking cup on my counter. I called my brother and he told me to check for carbon monoxide in my apartment. I don't know what's real anymore. Help? I'm genuinely freaked out over this, and I'm trying to find an explanation. So, I'm generally a bad ring wearer. I don't like how they feel despite fitting perfectly. I take my wedding band and engagement ring off during the night without realizing, and I go searching the sheets on a weekly basis. 
I'm also pretty forgetful, and will take my rings off and forget to put them back on for days at a time. I'm struggling over here. A few weeks ago, I was making pizza dough and I took my rings off, as I do, so they don't get dirty and sticky. Back to being forgetful, I completely forgot for multiple days, until I went to put my rings back on and realized they weren't on my nightstand. Remembering I had made pizza and had taken them off, I check all my normal kitchen spots where I might put my rings, though usually it's somewhere obvious like the cutting board, counter, etc. Somewhere I would see every day, and I couldn't find anything. I searched for days. Despite being a terrible ring wearer, I do love my husband dearly and was absolutely distraught at losing them. They aren't expensive or monetarily irreplaceable, but I just was absolutely heartbroken over losing them, because they mean so much to me and, from a sentimental standpoint, they are absolutely irreplaceable. After spending a whole day searching, I gave up looking, but I figured eventually they would turn up, at least hopefully. I doubt anyone would have thrown them out by accident, mostly because no one cleans up my kitchen. <laughs> but as forgetful as I am, I am usually pretty observant and am careful when I clean, so as to not just throw anything away in my path. But I digress. My husband comes home from work that evening and immediately goes, Awesome, you found the rings. Where were they? To which I tell them that I didn't find them. Cue his laugh, because... They were on my finger. I'm still beside myself thinking about it. I searched for days. My husband helped me search. There's absolutely no way I was wearing these rings. The only possible explanation I can concoct is that I came about them outside of my searching, like when playing with my daughter, brushing my teeth, or doing some other task, and instinctively put them back on without realizing it. As mentioned, I often put things in obvious places, so maybe it just didn't jump out in my brain as lost item found when I came across them, because they were in a usual place, but I don't know. It's the strangest thing to have ever happened to me. So, I'm not sure if this qualifies, but it's been almost a decade since this began and I still have no explanation. In my early 20s, I went out dancing a lot, and I knew a lot of people this way as it's a pretty small town slash community. For this reason, I gave people rides home often. Like I would run into them doing errands even, but always people I knew or had contact info for. Well, this one morning, I'm giving my friend Vince a ride from one end of town to the other. He pulls out a green-slash-purple crystal ball. I think fluorite, maybe. And he tells me laughingly that I must have lost my marble. I explain that it wasn't mine, though beautiful, and that someone must have dropped it when they got a ride home. So, I posted about it on social media and I texted all the friends that I'd recently given rides to. Other people thought it was weird, but no one ever claimed it. Fast forward a few months or so, and I'm deep cleaning the same car, and I find a matching crystal orb. It's slightly different coloration, but when I compared it to the other, they seemed to clearly be a set. So, I reached out and posted it again, with a picture of the second. Again, they go unclaimed. I had just accepted that I must have forgotten someone or lost track of them or something, and I chalked it up to just one of those things. Until about a year ago. I've moved five hours away to a new city, and no one ever visited our place. Like, I could list on one hand probably how many had. Well, I had the two other crystal orbs on the shelf in the living room, and was looking at them one day. I picked up the closest one and thought something about it was... odd. It seemed smaller, 
and a different green, and I couldn't remember ever noticing the unique pattern on one part of it. I was about to write myself off as having a bad memory, until I noticed that there were two identical ones still on the shelf. I asked my boyfriend when he got home about it. We texted the few people who had ever been in our apartment, asked family and friends if it had been a gift that we didn't remember, and nothing. So three of these things just appeared. Two in my car close together, which was totaled before I even moved, and one later in my apartment in a new city. If the situation were different, I might think it's an ongoing joke or something, but for that long? Also, I looked up these crystals, and they aren't exactly cheap, so it'd be a weird game to play. Tell me what you think, or if you have an explanation, because I'd love to hear them. Hello, Raven. I love your podcast, and I just figured out that this website exists. This is a glitch story from when I was 11. I was at a corn-themed amusement park that is very popular in my state. I went with my family on Sunday, and we were having a great time. There were all sorts of farm-themed activities, usually made out of old farm equipment. And then there was a really big maze in the center-ish area of the park. So my family and I went into the maze. We wandered around for a while before I accidentally found the exit. I walked out and checked my watch, and it's Saturday. I asked my parents about this, and they confusedly said that it was always Saturday. Which, I guess I get more weekend. I still think about this often, as it's the weirdest glitch that I've experienced. Thank you for reading my story. Hi, Raven. First of all, I want to say how much I love your channel. It's gotten me through some dark times over the years. I think this counts as a glitch in the Matrix story, and I apologize in advance for the length, but I feel that certain details are necessary, because this one experience changed my entire outlook on life, and gave me hope in a time where I had none. I'm sharing this story because I think there are others who are suffering in their own lives and feeling hopeless right now, and I'm hoping that by sharing this, it might restore hope in your listeners who might need it. This was in 2017, and I had recently moved to a new city where I didn't live near any friends or family members. This was a particularly hard point in my life, because I had just escaped an abusive marriage, and was trying to start over fresh in a new place. I was driving a rusted 1997 Forest Green Chevy Cavalier at the time, because I was broke and couldn't afford a better car. That car had been giving me trouble lately, and as long as I've had it, because it was 20 years old at this point and something seems to break down on it every other week but it was all I could afford to drive at the time. I was driving on the highway on a crisp autumn day, and this day had been a particularly bad day. You know, one of those days where you've had enough, and every little thing gets to you, and everything seems to go wrong all at once. I began to feel my car start to sputter, and it started shaking as I tried to drive it. Oh, what now, I thought to myself, and as I mentioned, this was a particularly horrible day, where everything was going to go wrong all at once, and I just needed one single thing to go right in my life right then. So, this was the worst time for anything to go wrong with my car. My bank account had a near zero dollar balance and I could not afford to fix or replace any further issues with this car. After it started to sputter and vibrate a bit, I heard a loud popping noise that scared the life out of me, and my car was beginning to drive more slowly than usual, even though I was flooring the gas pedal. 
I panicked when I realized that I had to get off the highway and pull over to the side of the road immediately before I got into an accident. So, I put my emergency flashers on and steered my malfunctioning car to the side of the highway. I know it sounds strange, but it was like I was only able to pull my car over at the very last second, with not a second to spare before it died, and before I got into an accident. It was strange, and I cannot explain it, but in any event, I steered toward the side of the highway and turned my car off. This was the last thing I needed that day. I tried to start my car again, and it just made a sputtering sound, and the ignition would not engage. I don't know much about cars, but I know that this isn't good, and that I was in trouble. I sat back in my seat, and gave up trying to restart my car out of frustration after several failed attempts. What could I do now? I don't have the money to fix any more problems with this stupid car, and I can't afford a tow truck to tow me somewhere. I don't know anyone in the new town, and I felt very helpless and alone in this moment. I'd had enough that day, so I lost it and began to sob uncontrollably. After about a minute of this, I suddenly heard a voice telepathically say to me, It's going to be okay. Now, I'm a very skeptical and logical person, and this didn't make any sense to me considering I could not pinpoint where this voice was coming from when I heard it inside my own head, and I was not the one saying it. No, I don't use drugs and I don't have any mental health issues, and I've never suffered from hallucinations before, in case you were wondering. I looked in my rearview mirror and immediately saw a red sedan pulling up behind me, which then stopped. I watched through my rearview mirror as a very tall man with shoulder-length blonde hair stepped out of the red car and approached mine. I don't know how to explain it, but there was something strangely familiar about this man. He was very tall and somehow felt different than other people, in a way that I cannot explain in words. He felt very loving, safe, and kind as he walked up to my driver's side window. He briefly made eye contact with me, and I could feel so much love and kindness emanating from him, even though I can't explain how. Can you please pop your hood for me? He asked me, without vocal words. I was taken aback and flummoxed when I realized he was speaking to me inside my head telepathically, without moving his mouth at all, and even if he had been speaking out loud, I wouldn't have been able to hear him because I had not rolled my window down, yet I understood every word he was saying. I popped the hood of my car and waited. This will only take a minute, the kind man told me telepathically. Now, like I previously stated, I'm a very logical person and quite skeptical, but even I could not deny that this person was talking to me telepathically, so I popped the hood of my car and waited. I felt my car sway from side to side as he was doing something under the hood. I don't know what he was doing, though. What I can tell you is that it would take a lot of muscle power for a single man to make my car rock from side to side this much and it rocked my body as he did. I had no idea what he was doing, since he was hiding behind the hood of my car, but he was very clearly doing something. After only a few seconds, maybe ten, he emerged and told me telepathically, can you please try and start your car again real quick? So I turned my key in the ignition, and perhaps by some miracle, my car started immediately. I was in shock. Who was this man? How did he just fix my car that quickly and without any visible tools? He nodded and he closed the hood of my car and began to walk back to his car after making brief eye contact with me again before he left. I could just hug you, I exclaimed telepathically. I felt more grateful than I can express in words, 
He briefly held his hand up before he walked back to my car. It's not necessary. And with that, he walked back to his car. And I was in shock. He didn't ask me for anything in return. He had just fixed my car for free for some reason. Knew exactly what was wrong with it and was talking to me telepathically. What the hell just happened? I felt like I might be going crazy until I realized that my previously broken down car was now inexplicably running perfect again without any mechanic fixing it, and I had objective, observable proof that I was not. I felt stunned, and I sat frozen in my car for what felt like forever before I looked in my rearview mirror again, and I know it sounds crazy, and if this had not actually happened to me, I wouldn't believe it. But his red car literally vanished right in front of my eyes. It disappeared right in front of me, and I watched it happen through my rearview mirror. In one second, the red car was behind me with him sitting inside of it, and the next second, it was just gone. I do not understand how this is possible, and I have given up trying to rationalize it logically to myself. I have no idea why this man helped me so generously, and for no known reason. But before I gathered myself and tried to merge back onto the highway, I heard that same voice say to me telepathically, I told you it was going to be okay before, and I meant it. This was the same telepathic voice I heard before, and I felt paralyzed. I couldn't seem to move or drive away until I heard this person out. I know that you don't remember me, but I remember you, and I want you to know that I have loved you forever, and I will love you forever, and you need to do nothing to deserve this love or reciprocate it. It just is. My love for you is endless, timeless, and perhaps I've loved you over many lifetimes. I was paralyzed and I felt an overwhelming wave of energy take over that I can only describe as endless, unconditional love. I began to cry again, but they were good tears this time. I could not actually move my body no matter how hard I tried, but I distinctly remember trying to move my arms to roll my driver's side window down because I felt too hot. It was one of those old, non-automatic crank levers but I could not actually move my arms to do it. I felt paralyzed, and as this person spoke to me telepathically, it felt like his words were resonating inside of my soul in a way that I cannot describe in words. I had never met this human being before once in my entire life, and I had no idea why he was acting like we knew each other. I was finally able to unfreeze for a moment and ask him telepathically, I've never met you before. Are you an alien or something? Perhaps I'm an interdimensional alien human from the future. I'm someone who has loved you through many lives and timelines. Sorry that is confusing, and I understand that you can't remember me. What does that even mean? I wondered to myself and tried to ask him telepathically. What the hell is an interdimensional human alien from the future anyways? I promised that I was not high or drunk when this happened, but he didn't answer me, or talk to me anymore. He was just gone. Again, I am a rational person and I wanted answers, but he never answered my questions, so I was just left wondering what the hell I had experienced. If I'd been making all this up in my own mind, my car wouldn't have been running and functional again after it broke down earlier without any mechanical service. I have no way to logically explain what happened, why he seemed so familiar, or who this man was. In any event, I thought this experience was worth sharing, and by the way, I never had any more problems with my car after this. I cannot logically explain away what happened to me, but I wanted to share it because... It restored my hope during a time in my life where I had none, and I hope that by sharing it, it can do the same for others. 
life gets so hard sometimes. And I think many of us feel like we're drowning in hopelessness. And we feel so alone sometimes, and maybe we can't imagine anyone existing out there who loves us without requiring anything from us in return. But this experience proved otherwise to me. This one experience completely changed my life. Please, let me explain how. After this happened to me, I began to see things differently, and without knowing how or why. I was slower to anger and now have the psychic capacity to see things from other people's perspectives in addition to my own, in a more expanded way that I wasn't able to before. I'm now able to empathically feel and psychically see what other people are feeling and thinking, as if their thoughts and feelings are my own. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but it was like after this happened to me, I saw and felt how we are all connected through time and space, and when you hurt another, you are actually hurting yourself, as we are all one. I can now see and feel how we are all connected to one another in a way that I can't explain. It's almost like time and space mean nothing, and love is the only thing that truly exists or matters. After this happened to me, I began to see connections all around me that I was never able to see before. Before this happened, for example, I would pass a broken down car on the side of the highway and not feel anything. I really didn't care much about the person with the broken down car. But after this happened, I now feel something I don't know how to describe in words. I feel really sad when I drive past someone else broken down on the side of the road, and now I don't feel okay unless I try to help them. I want to help others now, and have become a kinder, more compassionate person all around. I cannot ignore the suffering of other people and animals, even if I could do so in the past. This one experience has made me a better person, and I try to help others now whenever I can. Anyways, thank you for listening to my story. I know it was a bit long-winded, and I hope that everyone listening to this now feels less alone or hopeless, and more loved than before they heard it no matter where or when you happen to be inside of this matrix. No matter who or where you are, know that you can make the world a better place by being more selfless and kind. And kindness never hurt anyone. About ten years back, while I was living in San Francisco, me and my roommates drove to Hayward to go watch a movie with a friend of ours who lived in Hayward. To get to Hayward from San Francisco, you have to cross the San Mateo Bridge. I've driven that bridge what feels like a million times, so I'm super familiar with how long it takes to get across it. It was a later movie, and we didn't get out until a few minutes before midnight. We said our goodbyes, and started driving back home to the city. We are on the San Mateo Bridge, and my roommate was driving. It was late, and I was just enjoying the radio while we drove, super content and relaxed. I then suddenly had this deep feeling that we'd been driving for a very long time. Too long. Like, it felt like we'd been driving for hours. There weren't very many cars on the bridge at that hour either, and I surveyed my surroundings. The bridge just stretched on before us. Suddenly, my roommate spoke up and asked me if it felt like we'd been driving for way too long on the bridge, and my stomach sank. We turned the radio off, and I swear to you, the clock said 1.20 a.m. We'd somehow been driving on that bridge for over an hour. We freaked out and became hyper-vigilant. I told my roommate who was driving to just stay calm and that I'm sure we would be off the bridge soon. And sure enough, the hill on the bridge came up that you drive over to get off the bridge. And into Foster City. 
We sped home to our town home at like 90 miles per hour after we'd gotten off the bridge. That bridge does not take over an hour to get across. I truly feel like we'd gotten stuck in some time loop on that bridge crossing the bay. And when we finally realized it was happening, we snapped out of it. And no, we didn't drink or do any drugs. Has this happened to anyone else? Maybe even on the same bridge? I was a freshman in college, trudging up the hill to class on a cold morning. I pulled my phone out to check it, and I open Instagram. I see that something is posted on my Instagram story, but I'm confused because I'd not posted anything within the previous 24 hours. I tap on it to see what it is, and a strange picture that I have never seen or taken before appears. Utterly confused, I delete it moments after catching some general details. This could not have been a photo taken accidentally on my phone, because it was a picture of my phone. On it was a white screen with lots of words that were too blurry to read. My hand was holding it and showed partially with my thick silver thumb ring that I always wore. This picture was not in my camera roll, and I had no memory of taking it. At the time, I never even had alcohol yet, let alone been drunk enough to not remember what happened the night before. Okay, so this is a bit of a story. Two years ago, I bought a Wii Fit platform for exercise at an extremely, reasonably low price. My friend in New York said that she was looking for one also, and the universe listened. I walked into Goodwill about a month later and saw one, and I bought it for her. Sometime later on, months later, I found one of the little feet for the Wii Fit in my bedroom. So, I contacted my friend, and I asked her if she was missing one because I had all four of mine. She said she would get back to me, but then never did. So, I assumed that she didn't need it, and the extra just showed up in my house overnight out of nowhere. These things happen sometimes. Fast forward to earlier this year in May, and I was moving and I picked up my Wii Fit, and I noticed that one of the feet was missing. So I thought, that's where the extra foot came from. But I thought that that was kind of strange, because I'd been using my Wii Fit board, and there was never a problem with any missing feet. It wasn't uneven or anything. Fast forward to this month when I moved, and I pulled out the Wii Fit board and noticed that all four of the feet were there. Okay, so I still had the extra foot floating around. Tonight, I go to the bathroom and I pull out this little plastic box that I keep under the sink that has first aid and other health-related things in it, like alcohol and peroxide and bandages and so forth. And while I was putting the alcohol away and getting ready to put the box back, I noticed in the bottom of the box was another Wii Fit foot. I thought it was weird, and I'm like, what is this doing here? I went into the living room and pulled up my Wii Fit board and all four feet were there. I said, well, does this mean that I now have two of them? I put the board back in the living room, went back to the bathroom to close the box, and sitting on top of the bandages was a third foot. I went to the bathroom and found the original foot that I had floating around, so now I have three of them. A couple of years back, when my youngest brother was still young, he was obsessed with Darth Vader. My dad owned a couple of Legos, and after many requests from my brother, gave him one of his rare Darth Vader Lego figures. My little brother was ecstatic, but my father told him sternly to take good care of it, because that one was an expensive one of its kind. That day, 
My oldest brother and my youngest were messing around playing with Legos, and for whatever reason, they decided to take a break and then come back. Well, my little brother comes back crying how his Lego Darth Vader is gone. And at first, they both search around the little area that they were playing, but nothing. The search expands as my little brother gets more and more desperate, so our dad doesn't get angry at him. Me and my sister begin to search around the house. We checked the most obscure of areas. Aren't things always either in the most obscure or most obvious places? But it's nowhere. Not on the bunk bed, the floor, counter, drawers. It is nowhere. Eventually, my dad finds out. He's a little disheartened that it's lost, but tells everyone to start looking harder. Eventually, my mom is looking too. We're like this for a good 20 minutes, and then we all group back together in a circle in the living room in defeat. We stand in that circle for a moment of silence as we think of where to look next, but that silence is cut short by a small clack. All of a sudden, our eyes are on the black Lego Darth Vader on the floor, in the center of our circle. The silence doesn't break for a moment. We look up at the bare ceiling, and then we start talking in a frenzy, trying to piece together what just happened. There was no incentive for any member of my family to hide this Lego. My elder brother is a prankster, but he was standing in the circle with us. And we all would want my little brother to be at ease. Plus, how? The timing was impeccable, by the way. It was right when all hope was lost. <laughs> Hi, Raven. This happened not long ago, and I just wanted to share it. My dad was driving down the road when we spun out, and we hit the median. We're both fine, but... We've seen some bizarre things since then, to say the least. In another of your stories, someone mentioned that they saw a man in a wheelchair riding up a hill, nowhere near any houses after a car crash. We saw that too. I used to be able to flip a coin like nobody's business. Now, I just fumble around with the coin. In my middle school, we have a class every other day. Except for my electives, or fun classes, different languages, art, etc. We have those every day. Now, I had math on a Tuesday. The day before the crash, I was going to have it again on Thursday. Only now I have it on Fridays, after the crash occurred. Hey Raven, I've been a long-time listener of your podcast, and I love your channel, and I'm ready to submit my first Glitch in the Matrix story. My story happened in 2007, in a suburb of Detroit, Michigan. Mind you, I have a big family, but at the time, I was staying at my older sister's house, and I have twin nephews, and an older nephew and a niece that also live at the house with us. So there's the backstory. Also, my twin nephews play a big role because, at the time, they were very straight-edge. They were in middle school. So, I mean, they didn't really get into mischief or skip school at the time. Starting my story. It was a really nice, sunny day, and I wanted to skip school for lunch. My sister only stayed three blocks away from the school, so it was an easy walk to her house. So, I went to my sister's house and no one was there. It was about 11.30am, so lunchtime. I was in high school at the time. I'm sitting in my niece's room on her bed, looking at the front door, which is about 20 feet away. I'm chilling on her bed, just hanging out and thinking what I'm going to do for lunch. The door opens, and it's one of my twin nephews, Anton. I just look at him, and he just looked at me, walks through, and then he goes upstairs, 
which is catty-corner from the bedroom that I'm sitting in. Anton and T are the twins. Literally one minute later, my older nephew K-Swiss walks in, and he's like, screw that, I'm not going back to school. They can kiss my butt. I'm just like, Kyle, shush. Be quiet. Anton's upstairs. Kyle says, no he's not. I would have seen him walking ahead of me. He's not here. Kyle runs up the stairs, looks in his bedroom, looks in the twins' bedroom, and shouted, Where are you at? Stop playing. He then comes back downstairs and says, Hey, Sam, Anton's not here. Shivers literally go up my body. I'm freaking out. I literally saw my nephew walk in the door and go upstairs. It just chills me because we didn't speak to each other, we just looked at each other. The house has always had a weird vibe, but to this day, I get goosebumps thinking about this. Anton was never in the house when I physically saw him. Not even one minute before K-Swiss, my older nephew, came in the door. I looked up my experience, and it pointed me to possibly having seen a doppelganger. Thanks for reading my story, and happy holidays. Listening to glitch stories about inexplicable disappearing items reminds me of this story that happened several years ago. It was March 24th, 2017, and I was off to a good start on a date with this guy who would soon become my boyfriend. The weather was unseasonably warm for southern Pennsylvania. There was casual flirting, small gestures, and lots of hand-holding. We drove separately. This will be important later. We decided to browse the GameStop at our local shopping center and agreed to meet outside the store. I remember putting my keys in my purse. We were in there for about 15 minutes, and as we came out and walked to our cars still engaged in conversation, I reached into my purse for my keys. Nothing. I stopped and looked closely inside, checking all of the compartments. There was no way that they were in there. We walked back into the store and inquired about a missing set of car keys. They hadn't seen them either. Now that we checked the rational places, we checked the irrational places, such as around the immediate and adjoining parking lots. This wouldn't have made sense because it was not a windy night. To our horror, but no surprise, they still didn't turn up. At that point, I did the only thing that I could, which was ask him to drive me home to pick up a duplicate key. This still wouldn't have brought back the flash drive attached to the lanyard on the original set that had months of work saved on a project I was working on. At this point, we were dumbfounded. After picking up the duplicate key, he took me back to my car so that we could resume our date. The following day, I called the GameStop again, swearing up and down that that was the last place I had seen my keys. They confirmed that there were no lanyards with car keys left from over the night before. I drove up to search the parking lot again, and still nothing. It's like those keys vanished into thin air. I visited Walmart and had a copy made for my new duplicate key. Also, I was able to retrace most of the work from my project on my laptop. But still, to this day, I have no clue what happened. Was God trying to teach me a lesson in being resourceful in an unwelcome situation? Or was it a glitch? Any ideas? This is short and may not be that exciting, but at least twice when I was seven, I dreamed that one of my hermit crabs had climbed a plant to the top of his cage and was about to fall out. I woke up a bit startled, and sure enough, it was actually happening. I flew across the room, figuratively, my broom was in the closet, and caught him right when he let go of the brim of the bowl. 
so I put him back in, rearranged the plant, but somehow it happened again. So I trimmed the plant and that fixed that. I work back of house at Olive Garden, and this one particular day I was the bread person. It was a busy day, so in preparation, this nice woman, no name to protect identity, who had been here forever, was helping me fill the rack with bread before she left for the day. So we fill it completely full, but a couple of minutes later, when a server takes the already buttered and salted bread that we have ready, Note this was in addition to the full rack, and there were two trays worth in the container. I turn around to put two top trays in the oven. But I stop because I notice that, for some reason, one tray is missing from the middle. Okay, so maybe someone put it in the oven and I missed it. Sometimes the servers will help out. I check both the top and bottom oven. Nothing. I asked the lady that was helping me fill the rack, did someone take a tray from the middle, and she said it was full a minute ago. I asked the server currently taking our prepared bread if she saw someone take a tray, but no, nothing. The oven directly behind me is the only oven that bread gets baked in. Now, I do have sleep issues, that's issues with quality of sleep, but the lady that was helping me on bread is very attentive to detail so there's no way that we both would have missed it. Also, no one ever takes unbaked trays of bread, except for to put it in the oven directly behind me, so this just makes no sense to me. I only asked the server to rule it out. I also rotate my bread in a specific way. I take from the top and move the bread up from the bottom. I don't currently have a carbon monoxide detector in my house, but... Because of this subreddit, I kind of panicked and called the gas company, and they came out recently and nothing was wrong. I want to add that they added that detail, because that's a common uh, statement made by commenters on the subreddit. Anyways, I also don't think that anyone would be able to steal a full tray of bread, even if they wanted to, because you can't even tilt it sideways without it falling down. I never figured out what happened that day, but if you guys can think of anything that I missed to rule out, let me know. Last night, I was listening to music with my phone in my hand momentarily. I'm vibing, and I go to put it down on the bed near where my head lays when I sleep. I grab my water bottle off the floor and turn around to hear something crash. I turn around and my phone is now under my bed. I know the only explanation to this would be that it slipped through the cracks at the beginning of my bed, but I didn't put my phone that close to the crack, so it wouldn't fall. I had to raise my mattress to grab it, and I rest my phone on the crack only to see that it doesn't even fit through. Not only that, but I remember how I laid it, and did it again. There's no slope, no nothing, it's just flat. So, I was very creeped out. I forgot about it though until today. I was in the bathroom, using its usual stuff, but at the end, my other phone, I have two, was resting on the tub and the other one, the phone that dropped the previous night, was on my other side on the counter, because I wasn't using it at the moment. I finish using the bathroom, and I specifically remember standing up to put my pants on. I had not touched the toilet. I picked up my phone that was on the tub, and I remember thinking that I didn't even want to do that without washing my hands, and I put it in my pocket. I took my other phone and my AirPods and put them in my other pocket and go to the sink. I wash my hands and look over, and realize the toilet seat is now down. Now I'm just trying to remember when I even did that. There was no reason for me to let the lid down since I had already flushed before getting up. 
after I was done washing my hands, I took an alcohol wipe to wipe my phone and things down. I'm still confused, and now I kind of think I'm going crazy. <laughs> Both times it happened when I was listening to music. I don't drink and I don't smoke, so I wasn't high or anything like that. About six years ago, two years after my grandmother passed away, I had this experience that I still can't explain. Before she passed, she left me two rings. I wore them every day. About a year after she passed, I lost the rings. I mean fully, completely lost. I tore my room, car, everything apart. Truly believe that I was thorough. My mom came to visit one weekend, deep cleaned my room and bathroom. I lived in my brother's basement for a bit. And that was that. So, fast forward a year after I had lost the rings. I was listening to a podcast and this woman was talking about how she said goodbye to her mother. She wasn't able to say goodbye before her mother passed. She did so by getting on a boat and tossing her beloved necklace into the water because it wasn't about the necklace. She had to let go to say goodbye on her terms. I cried and cried, and I spoke out loud and told my grandma that I'm letting the rings go. It's about my love for her and what she gave me that had nothing to do with the rings. I accepted the rings were gone. When I got home that night, I took a shower and I placed something on my bathroom shelf, hit this vase, and the rings were there not hidden, just sitting there on the shelf. When I tell you my heart dropped and began pounding, I mean that my core was totally shaken. I'm completely confused. I looked there, and I looked good. When I told my mom what happened, she immediately said, I cleaned your bathroom. I didn't see those rings. I'm not sure why I feel this is important to mention, but the rings belonged to my paternal grandmother, so there's no part of my mom that would inform this hope or belief that this was a sign or message. Also, we are Mexican, and when my mama cleans, she doesn't miss stuff. She's also a skeptic, and was shocked with what I had told her. All to say, when I tell my boyfriends, now husband, what happened... The first thing he said was, it's a glitch in the Matrix. In 1988, a friend and I were staying at an extremely small one-bedroom house for a week, in the middle of the Allegheny Mountains. The closest neighbor was almost five miles away. There was nothing around but country. Late one night, we were listening to music and heard a dog scratching at the door. It was a small, friendly Jack Russell, so we let it in and gave it some food and water. We were sitting in the living room when the dog ran past the bedroom, then slowly backed out of the bedroom, growling and snarling with the fur on its back standing straight up. We both stood up, grabbed our jackets, and walked out of the house. We stood outside the front door calling for the dog, but the dog wouldn't come, so we shut the door and walked away from the house to calm down, because it freaked us out a little. We kept our eyes on the front door. There was no back door, and the house was easy to see because the porch light was the only light around for miles. It was dead quiet. We didn't hear anything. We couldn't even hear the dog anymore. After about 30 minutes, we went back into the house, and the dog was gone. We never saw it again. For a few days, we tried to figure out how the dog could have gotten out of the house, or what could have spooked it so bad that night, but we never did. The dog couldn't have gotten out without someone letting it out. We didn't see anyone come out, and as far as we could tell, there was no one around for miles. We didn't see another person or a car drive past the entire time that we stayed there. Me and the friend that was there that day 
are still friends today. Every now and again, we bring it up and try to explain it in a way that makes sense, but we never can. I searched duplicating item glitch in the matrix on Google, and it led me here, so I'm going to share this, because this is the first time anything like this has happened to me, and it's weird. Yesterday I went to the store with my father and we bought two blue raspberry flavored waters. I know that there were two. I carried them throughout the store. I put them through self-checkout. I carried them to the car. I carried them into the house. Because I was excited to try the waters. We got home and I put the two waters on the counter right next to each other. Then a few minutes later I moved them to a shelf. Again, right next to each other. An hour or so later, I went to go get my dinner plate and I took one of the bottles of water off of the shelf. And I brought it to the couch and set it down on the couch next to me. My mother called for me, so I went to go see what she wanted. Maybe ten minutes later, I come back and I see one bottle of blue raspberry back on the counter where I first put them after bringing them home. Just the one bottle. I get confused, so I looked at the shelf, and I see the second bottle of water was still there on the shelf. I thought, oh, I must have brought my bottle of water with me from the couch on accident and just forgot. So I took the water bottle from the counter to the couch, only to find the water bottle I originally brought from the couch still sitting there, where I left it the first time. I now have three bottles of blue raspberry water, and I have no clue where that third bottle came from. I asked my father, and he too has no clue where the extra bottle came from either. No one in my family knows, and we're all confused. So, a glitch in the matrix was all I could think of. When I lived in my old apartment in the Midwest, the rent was unbelievably cheap for the size. Two spacious rooms and a bathroom for less than a thousand a month. Most days, life went on as usual, but there was one incident that still baffles me to this day. It was a sunny afternoon, and I decided to tackle the ever-growing pile of dishes in my sink. I reached for the blue dish soap bottle, a familiar container, and I was about to use it when something inexplicable happened. The bottle vanished into thin air, right before my eyes. I couldn't believe it. I stood there staring at the empty spot on the counter where the blue bottle had been just a moment ago. I checked the immediate surroundings, thinking maybe it had fallen or rolled away, but it was nowhere to be found. Puzzled and somewhat frustrated, I searched the entire apartment, even places where the bottle had no reason to be, but it had seemingly disappeared from existence. Defeated and utterly perplexed, I returned to the kitchen and glanced back at the sink, and there it was, as if nothing had ever happened. The blue dish soap bottle neatly placed next to the sink. My mind raced with confusion and disbelief. Had I imagined the entire incident, or had I experienced a brief glitch in the fabric of reality? The strangest part was that it wasn't just the bottle that had vanished. It was as if the memory of it had vanished too, leaving me questioning if I had run out of soap or just forgotten to buy more, even though I was certain it was supposed to be there all along. It felt like a surreal moment where the boundaries of reality blurred, leaving me with a lingering sense that perhaps there are aspects of our world that defy logic and reason, hidden just beneath the surface of our everyday lives.
that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well.